Hey guys, welcome to the Babbling Pastor Podcast, Pastor's Podcast. How are you doing, guys? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, This month, we are going to be... Let me stop that music real quick, I guess. Uh, We are going to be talking about um, a wide range of church issues. This specific episode starting us off sort of as the launching pad into that. Also, I didn't introduce myself in case you're new here. My name is Michael. (laughs) Uh, And I'm Rob. And by launching pad, you're really making it seem to the audience like this is going to be some sort of rocket ship. Um, Yeah. I don't don't know. Is it going to be that big, maybe? Uh, Well, we're going to be talking about uh, denominations in general. Uh, The subject matter is going to be pretty controversial, right? I mean, it's going to, it's, at least it has been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're going to be specifically talking about the state of denominations using the Southern Baptist Convention as well as the Methodist Church as sort of uh, precursors of that. I don't know if that's even what you want to call it. Um, definitely talking about them in regards to uh, the effect they have on the wider church, I suppose. So that being said, uh, let, let, let's kind of hop into that a little bit. Uh, it would... So at the time of this recording, I suppose we should we should make note that this is uh, we're recording this on the 15th of June. Yeah. And uh, yesterday was specifically the Southern Baptist. I think it was like the second day of their convention. I don't know a lot about this. It was Southern the big Baptist. day. Yeah, it was the vote the for day. the the president uh, of the Southern Baptist Convention. And they um, I guess we'll get into that here in a minute. But the idea was that it, the Southern Baptist Convention is very split, uh, as is the Methodist Church in general uh, as well. We'll be talking a little bit about them in this episode and then as we kind of go on as well. And I think in general, denominations, the state of denominations give us a pretty good indicator. And the reason I wanted to do the first episode on this is that they give us a pretty good indicator of where the church is going and like the hot button issues within the church in general. And what we see within the SBC, for example, uh, is a pretty divided denomination. And then what we see within the Methodist church is the same thing, but it's like a totally different reason it's divided. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we have a lot of division within the church at large, but specifically looking at those two denominations particularly. Do you think it's an interesting question for you. Do you think that um, that's that's could be true of the church at, at large within America? Or do you think those are sort of just two denominations that just can't seem to get along? Um, no. In, in fact, I think that it's um, so there, there uh, obviously is more than one motivation typically for um you know, divisive things that happen. Um, some of those motivations are going to be like selfish ones, right? Um, I want to be right. And so sometimes I'll argue something to uh, just for the sake of arguing and so that I can be proven right. But but I think one of the things that even causes denominations in the first place is that we all do care about truth. Um, and And so if the moment that... You know, there's a lot of talk in recent years about the church's need to unite, right? Francis Chen has actually been a big proponent of that in recent years. Um, And this need that we all have to 
um, to, to run to unity and put the things that we disagree on on the shelf because the world is, you know, uh, the way that it is and it needs the church, uh, a united church. <clears throat> but for, for denominations to end um, effectively and come together and unite, you would literally we would all have to stop caring about what's true. <laughs> because because that's what causes the the differences right mm -hmm. yeah um and and you can certainly have differences differences of personality if you will or differences of interpretation or differences of practicality how church polity works that sort of thing um you can certainly have those differences and and be brother and sister in christ right the church in corinth functioned probably a bit differently or had a different flavor than the church in Ephesus, right? Like they're the same church, um, but it, it was probably just a bit different. Um, I, I do think that um, one of the, I think that one of my fears is something that you already alluded to, and that is that, um, so those are the two largest denominations in the world, um, in, in the church world, the I just looked up the SBC has 47,530 churches going down and the um, United Methodist uh, Church, at least right now, has uh, 32,000 churches. Um, so it, it, they're the two largest uh, evangelical um, church denominations. Um, in the world. And I know uh, at least the Southern Baptist Convention wouldn't call themselves a denomination, but they are um, yeah. func functionally. <laughs> um, and the, the problem with that is it, it tends to be historically accurate that as the SBC goes, as the United Methodist Church goes, as these larger, more public denominations go, so go the rest of the smaller things um slowly but surely um and so that that's one of the concerns um that 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 i have um and i think that the reasons for the divide for the divisiveness at its root is the same thing um in both of those two denominations um but certainly are different issues um uh different actual issues, you know, if, if you want to put it that way, I guess, but yeah. Well, and I think one of the things you said, I think is that's really helpful is that normally, and I, I, I've seen this acknowledged other places as well, which is sort of, um, especially for the Southern Baptist is that it sort of is a precursor for what other denominations will typically kind of follow suit in, in regards to kind of what they do and what they say. Um, now I don't know if that's necessarily like totally true because the United Methodist church would look at the Southern Baptists and be like, you're really behind. <laughs> like you're, right. you're so far behind, but in general, like you said, because they're so, they have so much influence in regards to how many churches they have. There are certain things that obviously influence the local church a lot. And it does seem to cause, and this is what I've seen online. Now online isn't necessarily obviously a, like a temperature gauge, for reality um in fact online most of the time it's just the loudest people aren't ne necessarily you know the ones that are representing everyone but there does seem to be a pretty stark divide within like um what i would consider a like a more conservative or more traditionalist view of of how the church should be ran versus a more 
Um, I wouldn't say liberal uh, in, in the proper sense of the term, but more like um, maybe seeker sensitive, I would say, perhaps, or evangelistic. I don't know if that would be the word that might be a, a, a word you would use in regards to that, that there seems to be like a very stark divide between, hey, these are the things we need to stick to versus, hey, these aren't as important issues. So like I, I one of the things that came up the other day that I thought was really interesting, I don't know how up on it you are like there was a vote to disfellowship uh saddleback church from the sbc and um because they had uh they had ordained two women pastors and one of the things that came up during this this uh this motion that was apparently made and again i am so not in the know of how things are done in the sbc so this is just me viewing it from the outside yeah but um basically they that had already been brought up um and they decided that apparently there's a lot of committees i guess in the baptist southern baptist commission like there's a committee for everything uh carpet color who can go to the bathroom when like <laughs> it's the whole thing and so the committee apparently had decided that they would not disfellowship saddleback church based upon their ordination of two women because they had to define what the word pastor meant in regards to uh that title versus uh the title versus the office i think is the way they put it and so now the sbc for the next year is going to uh look into the word pastor and find out what it means uh based upon the baptist faith and message and if that would apply <laughs> so that was one of the things that that happened yesterday and that was one of like the bigger splitting points was I, I can feel like you have something to say about this, but that this is one of the splitting points that was really like this big, as far as I could tell on Twitter, that it was a very big deal because some people were like, this isn't, why are we splitting hairs? And other people were like, this isn't splitting hairs. Um, I didn't even know that, that Saddleback church was like part of the SBC. And mm -hmm. so for me, the fact that you want to disfellowship them on that and not the plethora of other things <laughs> that Rick Ward has said or did, I feel like there's a lot of other issues you could pick there <laughs> other than women's ordination. But um, that's the one they picked. But that, that just sort of just as one example of many, I think demonstrates how uh, one of the largest, what is it, associations? It's not a denomination, right? It's like, a, what do they call themselves? The Southern Baptists? Yeah just it's a convention convention so it's a, yeah it's a it's an association of churches yeah or a, yeah so i think that demonstrates just like how how not on the same page the church in general is by using that as like a litmus test of just one of the, the well the largest convention of churches in america that just goes to show you're like, man, you guys can't get on the same page on what that means. <laughs> like the state of the church and church denominations is it's in trouble. <laughs> it's in trouble big time. Yeah. Um, and and so this this is um, the Southern Baptist is like the perfect picture of American politics in church. Um, I can see that the, the, the way that it functions is very. Um, so it, it doesn't function directly like American politics necessarily. Like they don't have a house and a Senate. That's not what I'm saying. But, but what, what I am saying is you really see very plainly people playing political games, 
Um, and I mean, out in the open in obvious ways that, you know, um, some people uh, will acknowledge to their credit. Um, and but but that many, many, many people just pretend like it's not there or continue to wear the blinders intentionally and not want to acknowledge um, that there's something going on there. But um, it and, and the, the reason that I'm that I'm so concerned um, about all of this is that now so an, another uh, denomination that made headlines um, really in recent years um, is the ELCA uh, in the Lutheran Church uh, is a is a wing of the Lutheran Church the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America the ELCA and um, they they are ones that have um, in in recent years, they've gone very liberal, unbiblical, essentially. I, like, I couldn't in good conscience even attend an ELCA church um, just because uh, they, it, I mean, it began with um, uh, female pastors serving as lead pastors and, and the whole thing, so however you want to define it. Um, uh, <laughs> and then... Um, but that quickly morphed into um, being uh, homosexual affirming, right? And and you know, of course, we need to dis- we shouldn't have to, but we need to distinguish. That doesn't mean that that I'm against um, homosexuals. I'm against their lifestyle and their sin, as I am against every other lifestyle and sin that that is contrary to the Word of God. And so, um, even things that I find in myself, right? We we hate our own sin. So uh, there's a distinction there, right? But but to <laughs> to to affirm that that lifestyle, so that that's something that they've essentially said. Well, this isn't sin anymore, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that that was a thing, and then. And then it became, oh, well, now we're affirming pastors in homosexual relationships. Um, oh, well, now, and, and then they made headlines um, last year um, in the uh, world headlines, really, as the first um, uh, transgender pastor or bishop. I think I saw that. The, yeah. yeah, in the, uh, was part of the ELCA the Lutheran Church in America. So um, that that is another denomination that, you know, ha- has gone crazy. The, there's uh, Now there are hints in um, the PCA, the Presbyterian Church in America, that um, they're, they're at the beginning stages. Hopefully that can be kicked in the butt, but they're at the beginning stages of beginning to struggle with some of this, you know, more unbiblical thinking um the the southern baptist convention and the 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 reason that the reason that i had the reaction that i did is because it it sounds just like the the politics game to say well what does pastor what is the definition of pastor Mm -hmm. according to not according to the scriptures that's not what we're going to say but according to the baptist faith and message and i realize that that's their statement of faith and that that needs to happen but why would the public like um uh, statement not be um according to the scriptures what is the role of a pastor what is that office that is to be held by men i mean and, and and we can talk about that at some point but um, that's a, that's just in the scriptures, right? Um, and, 
and so uh, why why is that um plea or idea not um why is it not uh, let's look at this up according to the scriptures and why is it only let's let's be concerned with the baptist faith and message and make sure that that he's not breaking any rules any of our rules regardless if he might be breaking god's rules that's not important right <laughs> Um, uh, they're, they're never going to vote him off because he's huge. Listen, it's Um, the largest church I believe in the SBC. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny that, so I didn't keep up with it really until early this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I, I thought it was funny that you mentioned that because I didn't know any of that happened with Saddleback. Um, and, but I did know, I did hear already that. Uh, Rick Warren got like mic time and was able to essentially preach a little bit or whatever he wanted to do, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and he, from what I hear and you can, I didn't see it. I watched I the video. Know. Yeah. Okay. So from what I hear, there was a lot of, which is typical of Rick Warren, right? There was a whole lot of preaching about how good Rick Warren is and Saddleback church and what all of his accomplishments are and look at all the trophies on my shelf, you know, which is typical Warren, right? Purpose driven life for myself. Uh, yeah. So I, like I'm, I really struggle with him, but, um, yeah, no, well, and it was, it was, um, so I, I don't know a whole lot about Rick Warren other than the purpose driven life. I did do a sermon review on him once. The sermon was terrible. Um, so, I mean, that's why I was like, you, you want to go after him about women or nation. I suppose that's what you can do, but there's a lot more issues there. But, um, yeah, he got up and he talked about, um, how many churches they had planted, how many pastors they had trained, how long he had been in ministry. Um, it was, it sounded very much like a speech of like, Hey, I know you guys want to kick me out, but look at all these cool things we did. And that's why I appreciate being a Southern Baptist because mm-hmm. I was able to do all of these amazing things because, uh, or me and I think the exact words he used were me and my wife were able to build this church as, as big as it is and do all of these things because you guys like you, I was part of this denomination. There was no mention of Christ doing it. There was no mention of God, you know, <laughs> empowering, you know, them to do that. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting to hear that Mike, like, I know there's a lot of politics and I'm sure it's a lot deeper than I'm aware of, but yeah, he had a pretty good two minute two two and a half minute speech that was about um, how, how great Saddleback was. Um, now he's retiring. I think next year somebody else takes over. They actually had to do an investigation into the guy that's taking over because there were like some sexual abuse claims about him. And he was clear to that, I guess. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff on him. I mean, all these denominations we're talking about, specifically the state of church denominations, almost all of them, though I would say the SBC might be the outlier here. All of them have are, are splitting or have disagreements specifically on uh, sexuality and homosexuality. That's just the case. Like that's not because <laughs> we're recording this in June. It's just, that's the case is that um, the Methodist church split into the global Methodist church because of LGBTQ plus stuff. Um, the PCA has done the same thing. Um, the apparently that wing of the, the Lutheran church did the same thing. And um, I, I bring that up because the guy that's apparently taking over Frick Warren, there were some videos that were put out where he did a series on homosexuality. And he's um, of the mind that um, from the clips I saw, 
that it's not um, uh, like, I don't want to misquote him, but basically he's, he doesn't have a hard stance on it, essentially. So people's concern is that you're not disfellowshipping Saddleback Church based on one ordination, but there's a lot of other issues there that the largest church in the Southern Baptist Convention, the pastor that will be leading it, um, is, is holding positions that are problematic at best. Yeah. And so then you have all these denominations that are that are clearly splitting <laughs> or, or or close to splitting. And the, the SBC isn't splitting because one is not a denomination, but um, they're not at this point splitting into another convention, uh, if we want to use proper terminology. But it mm -hmm. is confusing, I think, to the outside world. Like apparently, I can't confirm this, but a lot of the reports I saw from reporters on Twitter were like there there were more reporters at the Southern Baptist Convention this year than ever before because of all of the tension, because of all of the politics that were at play. Like because apparently, if Barb uh, Barber, I think is his name, won, like the SBC continues down its like slide, and if Tom yeah. Ask won, then the conservatives took over and the world is ending, and so they. <laughs> there were god, god forbid we care about his word right <laughs> so, so there were there was a lot of people watching apparently what was happening at this particular convention because of what has happened at all the other conventions um i was actually very happy to hear i i mean for those of you that listen that may not know i'm part of the wesleyan church and ours is an itty little bitty convention compared to everyone else's but at least um this year they you know they reaffirmed the whole you know god god ordained men and women in marriage situation and all of the other essentials that i would say are important um but that was that i the only reason i was even concerned about that <laughs> was because of everything else that's happening in all the other denominations so to sort of kind of i guess start wrapping this particular one up because there, there's only so much we can talk about in general here what do you think well, one, do you think that outside of the church, anybody even cares about denominations? Uh, but two, do you think the the direction that most denominations are taking? Um, and I think this is pretty much a give me question. But do you think it can be? Is it is it reversible? I suppose. Is there a way to correct course correct what we're doing? What we see in all of these different denominations? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so do, do I think that people outside of the church care? That's the yeah. first question about, so I, I mean, I think that they do in some respect, okay. um, not, not in the same way that, that like you and I would care about it, but, um, but I think that the, so the people outside of the church look at the church from obviously from through the lenses of the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's already an issue of, um, of seeing it clearly or seeing it for what it actually is that isn't there. Um, but, but I, I think they care in so much as, um, they have heard, uh, well, through our whole generation, um, at least at the beginning of it, um, we heard of, we began to hear the, the hypocrisy thing, right? So from the world standpoint, the church is supposed to be about this or this or this, and here's what we see, right? Oh, the SBC and sexual abuse scandals or whatever, right? Like this yeah. is the stuff that they see because that's what the news, uh, uh, the, the secular news is going to dive on. Um, 
And so uh, I think they care about it in so much as as um, <laughs> the way that things are covered tend to confirm to them that, oh, it's just gotcha. that's a good point. Yeah. Corruption. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think they care about it in the sense that, you know, oh, we got to do something about this. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. that's not a um, uh, an issue. Uh, in fact, I would I would say even if even if only subconsciously, it's it's really a cheering on in the world of seeing the church crumble. Um, yeah. At, at least what is visibly looks like the church crumbling from their perspective. Mm -hmm. um, second question, can anything be done to reverse it? Is that what the second? Yeah. Question was? Like, do you think? Yeah. I mean, I know the complications, every denomination is different, but just. Yeah. In general. yeah every denomination is different. And I mean, so um, I don't know is the short answer. Uh, I, I think that, um, the only chance that it has of being corrected is like yesterday. Um, the, the chance that it gets corrected stands with, okay, well, um, uh, either, uh, either vote in Tom Askell, right. Uh, um, or go home now and pray that this other guy reads his Bible <laughs> right like i don't know him mm -hmm. but but clearly he's known enough um by those around uh, around the southern baptist convention um and so uh, is there a way to turn uh those are the ships that we've been talking about are really big ships right i mean mm -hmm. it's it it's people who are bible believing standing on scripture um, by that standard, right? Um, um, those people need to stand up and stop just watching the train wreck. That's the way that you stop something like that or turn it around. However, here's the conclusion that I have anyway. I, I think that either way, what you're going to see are people who are, um, more about, so people not acting like the church is supposed to act biblically. Or if, if Tom Askell wins, you're going to see those people begin to split off from the Southern Baptist Convention. If uh, this guy wins and they continue to go down the sort of critical race theory, whatever road, you're going to see more conservatives. There were 1.1 million members that left the Southern Baptist Convention in the past three years. So um, you're, you're going to see that continue to happen. And... Um, more conservative denominations formed through that. So either way, there's a split, and I think it's bigger than denominations. I think it's it's culture wide. Um, yeah, ideological. Yeah, that. yeah, because we're seeing postmodernism dictate a lot of things. Um, everyone has their own truth, and and it's not this, obviously. So yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point on the ideological split within denominations. Well, you haven't really seen, if you're looking at church, American church history specifically, you haven't seen any real great divides within denominations past probably the the Methodist divide between free and united. That would probably be the last bigger denominational split that I'm aware of, but that's just mm -hmm. my stream. I'm sure probably, well, the PCA, the PCA and PCUSA also split. Um, so maybe that was probably more the recent one, probably I would say. Um, but what I think you are, I think you're right. What you're going to start seeing is there will be what hasn't happened probably. Well, what isn't happening yet in the SBC 
is what you have seen in the United Methodist Church, where the United Methodist Church has basically said, there is no way we're getting this back because it's just too rampant within the denomination. And then they split off and make a global Methodist church off from the United Methodist church and basically just say, let that thing burn to the ground then, because they're just like, there's where there, I, the, the, the sense that I got from reading some articles about that was the real sense of like, we let it go too long and there really is no getting it back at this point. So the only viable option is a split off because within that particular denomination, the LGBTQ ideology was, was so spread that there was no way they were ever uh, going to be able to, they, at least from what their perspective, from what I read it within the next decade, there was no way they were going to be able to, to sway that another way. Um, and they felt that their, 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 their man time and their, their power and their money would be better spent just in a new denomination uh, with like-minded individuals. Now that doesn't appear to be what's happening within the SBC yet. All of the stuff I saw uh, from people that would be the ones that would split off said that they would, they're, you know, they're not doing that. They're going to stick around another year because Barb Barker, Barber, from what I understand is <laughs> the kinder, co I don't know about him at all. Basically. I know about as much about him as I do about Tom Askell, but um uh, Barber basically is, uh, from what I understand from Twitter, from both sides is basically an, a guy that doesn't rock the boat. He's very like middle of the line. Like some people call him vanilla. Like it was just sort of like, he's not somebody that's going to cause waves. He's just not, he's very much like a middle ground peacemaker kind of guy. And so the, the basic consensus was there's no reason to split right now because he's not a radical individual. He's not going to purposefully try to push people out. So that I, I would say that what happened in the SBC or what happened rather in the United Methodist Church isn't going to happen in the SBC yet. But like you said, there's such large boats, these denominations, that there's no way to turn the rudder in a really quick way. So what you do see, for example, within the United Methodist Church is people like, hey, we're just going to split off on all these lifeboats and we're going to go over here <laughs> because this boat has a lot of holes and we're just not going to stick around. Yeah. So, yeah, and and um, <laughs> yeah, the the it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. But to be honest with you, I what I see happening is just church forgetting about denominations, um, church wide. I think that we're going to continue to see more of the invisible church um, become visible. And, and obvious and those that are simply goats who are playing church or posing as church or have other motives or whatever are going to continually be more obvious mm -hmm. um, like Tim Keller for instance right I don't know about believe, a lot about him but yeah <laughs> doesn't believe in a worldwide flood doesn't believe in all sorts of things and that scripture is um, clear about um, advocate for all things woke um, uh, just, we're going to see things that, that, you know, before it's like, oh my gosh, right. I used to, I read radical David Platt's awesome, right. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> it is, we're going to see things like that continue to, and, and, you know, not making the claim that those guys aren't Christians or, or, or whatever, that's not my place, but, but there's certainly, you know, we're going to see a lot more of people who claim to be Christian and, or, and, or Christian leaders even who, um, 
who are walking away essentially from pretty clear things in the word of God. Gotcha. All right. So that, that we'll wrap this episode up specifically on the state of denominations. And then the next few episodes we'll be talking about in particular um, uh, abuse and more specific things within denominations in particular. But I think we've pretty much surmised the state of church denominations is not in a pretty place right now. <laughs> it's in a, a, a very uh, state of flux um, in which I think if, if the SBC would be sort of a litmus test for me from what I saw yesterday, uh, in general, not all denominations, but in general, there needs to be a lot of defining of terminology and a lot of uh, kind of uh, firmer foundation set on terminology that clearly, if not said, it becomes pretty problematic. So uh, hopefully... All right. What was good? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just sort of have an audio play. <laughs> I accidentally hit some video. I don't know what happened there. All right. but, uh, but anyway, so I think that's the state. So guys, uh, hopefully you'll tune in the next couple episodes. We're going to be diving more into the more specific aspects of this, um, of these, of these denominations and of kind of uh, how those issues affect the, the local church a lot more specifically. So hopefully tune in for that. We'll see you next week. Later. Bye.